You're listening to Ed Curation, the podcast where teachers talk curriculum. We make it easier for educators to find the resources they need to create fresh, lively, and authentic learning. Welcome to another episode of Ed Curation, where teachers talk curriculum. I'm Christy Hemingway, and today I'm thrilled to welcome Cindy Krebs. Cindy, tell us how long you have been teaching. Actually, I think this is my 20th year. And now you teach at Two Roads Charter School. They have two locations in Littleton and Arvada in Colorado, and you teach at the Littleton site, I understand. How long have you been teaching at Two Roads? Well, so this is my 20th year at Two Roads, and I think I did teach a few places before that, before I stayed home with my kids and homeschooled. So I guess altogether more than 20 years, but 20 years at Two Roads, actually. Wow. Okay. And what do you teach at Two Roads and to whom? So Two Roads Charter School is, they have a full-time charter school, but we also have a homeschool enrichment program. And so I teach for the homeschool program. So the students are taught at home by their parents and they come just one day a week for enrichment classes. And what kinds of classes do you teach to them and what age group? So I teach second through sixth grade each year. Usually I teach six different things and some of those rotate. So I teach a variety of things. My Really, my areas of expertise are more literacy, also big on history. So I teach Colorado history, one of my favorite things to teach. This year I had a geography class, but then I also teach coding, math games, Young Ameritown. I get to do a variety of things, but really literacy is my passion. You must have a huge love of learning yourself with all of those different preps and content area that you're constantly having to find content for. Am I right? right? Absolutely. Right. Our tech teacher left and I, when they told me I was going to teach coding, I honestly didn't actually know what coding was. (laughs) I had to do quite a learning curve there to be able to facilitate that. But, But it was great. I mean, I do think that you need to always be learning. And I actually love teaching that class. Wow. So hopefully you found some great resources. It sounds like with that kind of a challenge, you must be pretty reliant on being able to find really high quality resources and programs to be able to facilitate all of those different areas. Yes, most definitely. And especially, I think, because our program is an enrichment program, I'm not looking necessarily for full curriculum. I'm looking for things that I can do that will just be sort of the cherry on the cupcake. The families are providing the basic education and I'm just trying to do things to enrich or or sometimes, you know, I teach a class for students who are below grade level in reading. And so, I mean, it's an enrichment program, but that is part of their meat and potatoes, I guess. And so trying to find the resources to come alongside the parents and really help them with that. Yeah, so you're always on the lookout for cool supplemental programs and resources that you can use to enrich and come alongside the core. I think you have a lot of favorite ones. I know you had a hard time deciding what to even talk about on the podcast today, but what resource did you choose to tell us about and share with our listeners? All right, I finally settled on Boomwriter. And I think for me, one of the things about being an enrichment program, families and the students are looking to have this day where they get to do things with a group, they get to do hands-on learning. You know, they're doing their book work at home. And so this is supposed to be somewhat fun and engaging and exciting. 
And I feel like teaching writing is, you know, kids are not signing up necessarily because they're excited about writing. I think often their parents are putting them in my writing class because their kids need help with writing. Parents don't maybe feel confident teaching writing. But while the science teacher is next door, you know, blowing things up and bringing in live animals and, you know, she gets all the bells and whistles and it's easy, not easy. I, you know, I let the science teachers have challenge and they're cleaning up experiments and whatever. I feel like it's easier for her to engage them than it is to engage kids who don't like to write, who struggle with writing. How do you make that interesting? How do you make it engaging? How do you get them to buy in and want to do it? So that's where Boom Writer has been helpful for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, how did you hear or learn about Boom Writer? I can't even remember. I think I'm just always, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I belong to a lot of online groups. And so I can't even remember exactly, you know, how, how it came about. I may have seen it on one of my groups and looked it up. I don't remember, honestly. And for people who don't know what Boom Writer is at all, can you tell us? So they actually have several features and I have not even taken advantage of all of their features just because in my role, you know, I only see the kids the one day a week, but this is the feature that I have used. So you choose a story start and you can actually write your own, which I did not do that. We chose one. The first year I used it, I chose it. I think one year I let the kids have some input as to what they were interested in, but it's basically like a cliffhanger. So there's a story and then it, it ends with, it's really the beginning of the story. Then the kids write the middle of the story and they sort of leave their, theirs open-ended as well. Then there's a collaborative piece where they all vote anonymously. They don't know whose, you know whose story they're voting on. It presents them with two choices. They read them both and they vote on the one they liked best. And then it gives them two more and so on until it has some sort of algorithm that comes up with a winner. And now that's our middle of our story. And now everyone writes an ending. And then same thing, same process. They vote again and that becomes our ending. And now we have a full story where the last two chapters were written by students. They also have other features though, where you can do a journal and then you can even have those printed out and bound. Of course, parents have to pay for those. And that's a new feature. I've not used that one yet. That was just added. They continue to upgrade and add new things, which I, especially during this online, you know, where everyone was forced to go to remote learning, they had added some things even at that point. They have one where you can give the kids vocabulary that has to be included. So you can make it content, like if you're a science teacher or if you're doing it for a social studies project or a class you could add those words, vocabulary that you want them to use in their writing. So it doesn't have to just be creative fiction stories. There are other options for activities. So that seems like a great way for some of the other core content teachers, the science teachers, social studies teachers, to address the Common Core literacy standards that are now on their plate and that some of them struggle to figure out how to incorporate. To use a tool like this seems like that would be really handy. I'm also wondering, during remote learning, if this is a tool that parents and teachers can use with students from home. Oh, absolutely. Most definitely they can. So it is a free, they have a free program. And so far, I've only used the free version, but they do have a, a paid program. And I believe it's really reasonable. I was, I was just kind of looking at it the other day. I think it's something like $5 a month or something. Like it's, it's doable, definitely. And so I'm going to look into that for this year because 
I wasn't using it so much to give grades. You mentioned this, the common core standards. They do have standards, like they have rubrics that are aligned to the standards that you can use to grade the student's writing right in the Boom Writer. But that's part of the paid version. And so I have not used that feature because I you know, have just used their free. So as I get more familiar with it, I'm discovering more and more features. And that, that grading is fantastic. That's nice that they have kind of an introductory offer for teachers to get their feet wet a little bit before they decide whether they want to invest in more functionality. Right, right. So you can always use that free feature, which is still very motivating and engaging for the kids. But if you want the grading and more, you know, then it's, but again, it's reasonable. You know, some yeah. some of these things, my school is not going to pay for these for our one day a week enrichment program, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it here, actually. The basic is $5 a month, and then the complete is $10 a month. And it does have sample rubrics you can look at. So yeah, they, oh they're gosh, continuing. So and families, even then, if you're a member, the families get a discount on if they buy the books or journals. We've only once had any of the families purchase anything because, you know, I've, co- I've only used this a few times. And I did have a f- one family that bought the book because their daughter ended up she was a, just an amazing writer, but she ended up winning both of the final chapters. So basically oh, nice. she had written two thirds of the book. And it was fun to see though, when we got it, it had all the names of all the kids in the class as contributors. And it was very professional looking. And I think it was like $12 or something. So definitely motivating for her to, to get that book in her hands. You know, I'm she's sure. a published author now. You know? I'm sure that's really rewarding for the kids to actually see their words in print and have this professional looking product that they can show their families and that they can show for their work, right? Right. And so if your child didn't, if their story wasn't chosen, you know, you're not going to spend that money to buy something that your child's writing isn't even in there. Mm -hmm. But with this new journal feature that they have. So if you were as a teacher, maybe having kids keep a journal over this whole remote learning period, their parents could now have that printed and bound into this, you know, sort of be a keepsake, actually a historic, you know, this is such a historic time. And I'm not sure what kind of thoughts, you know, kids may have been expressing during this time that might be, you know, something you really would want to keep for the future. Yeah. Talk about what you've been able to achieve with your students using Boomwriter that you maybe wouldn't have achieved otherwise. How has it increased student engagement or achievement? Just one particular student example from the first time I used it that really stands out to me. You know, you have students of all ability levels and kids who struggle. I had a boy who has, I would say, has dysgraphia, really, really struggles just with the handwriting piece for one thing, Mm -hmm. but also has some other learning challenges. His literacy skills are below grade level and just no confidence, and especially in writing. If you try to get him to write something he at one point ended up under the table crying, just being asked to write a sentence. I mean, this oh, is, a, you know, just heartbreaking. It just breaks your heart. It does. And, and, you know, I developed a pretty good rapport with him. But again, if anytime you ask him to write, he would just shut down. So I started to let him type things, which definitely helped him. But when we did Boom Writer, his story actually, so it's anonymous. The kids don't know who they're voting for. His story actually won one. Like this is a kid who oh hates it, so and it's no like I couldn't skew that in his favor. 
the kids literally voted for his story. And I had never seen him beam like that. I mean, just, I was so thankful that his story won, but what that did for his confidence, just absolutely amazing. So that one really stands out to me. And just definitely the engagement that I get, because it is a little bit of a challenge to make writing exciting for kids. And Mm -hmm. I had kids, and I don't use Boom Writer for every, you know, I don't use it every week for everything we do. I think I used it twice, you know, once each semester, because it is a process too. only seeing the kids one day a week. You know, we write our stories, then next week we're voting, then we write the next round, you know, it it spreads out Mm -hmm. over many weeks for us. And if you're in a classroom every day, it could be a shorter process. But I don't use it for everything, but then I have kids asking me, when are we going to do Boom Rider again? So very motivating. And there are kids who don't love it and the kids who maybe would prefer to write pencil and paper rather than typing. So that is, that is a drawback because especially some of those younger elementary kids, I mean, you can use it with any grade level. I think it's intended to be probably up through middle school. But for like my fourth graders, some of them really don't know how to type and it's more daunting for them to type their story than just to handwrite something. Mm-hmm. So it really depends on their level of being comfortable with technology, you know. So, so for some of the kids, it's more motivating because they love the tech part of it, that they're doing it on the computer, they're voting online, very engaging. But, it, you know, you can't overuse it because for some kids, it's not their cup of tea. And it sounds like you mentioned that there's a vocabulary element to it. And it sounds like it also teaches you some writing structure because you're working kind of on beginning, middle and ending, transitional words, things like that. Is there an instructional element to it in several different areas of writing? Well, definitely. And it's really up to you as a teacher how you use it. So again, you don't have to use the vocabulary part but you can incorporate that. So I have not done that because I was using it more as just a creative fiction story writing. But if you were using it to have them write something about science or social studies, more content, you could definitely use that. Does Boom Writer provide many lessons at all on writing instruction to go along with it? I don't think that they do. If they do, that's not something I've encountered yet. Mm -hmm. But again, I keep discovering new features. So I'm like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. I think the more I use it, I find more things that I can do with it. And how long did it take you? It sounds like maybe you're still learning, but how long did it take you to become a proficient user? Was it hard to learn? Oh, no, not at all. So the first time I did it, figuring out the voting the first time was maybe a little tricky. But, I, you know, again, I, there were probably tutorials I could have watched or things I could have done to make that piece easier. I feel like they really are going out of their way to make it user friendly. It's just, you know, you have to take the time. <laughs> so mm-hmm. and then just being curious what it looks like for the students. It was good that we did it in class because as a teacher, you're seeing your dashboard and what your screen looks like, but I didn't know what the kids saw when they were voting. So I would just sit with a student and see what happened when they were finished. Oh, and the other thing I forgot about that just occurred to me, the other piece of motivation for the kids, they have these little avatar, these little guys called boomers, I think they're called. And you earn points to buy stuff to like decorate them and put, you know, you can get sunglasses for them or crazy hair or different so that's another motivating thing that once that once the kids write they earn some points when they vote they earn points and so when they first log in they get to decorate their little boomer so that's another motivating piece of it 
for those young kids. I'll bet the middle schoolers like to do it too. <laughs> yeah. So what teachers would you recommend this to? Who should check this out? I would say any teachers, probably second grade through eighth grade. That they could use it to supplement with or to engage their kids. Yes. Is there anything that you'd like to say to or ask the designers and developers of Boom Writer? Questions that you've had, things that you've appreciated? Oh, wow. No, I I really can't think of anything. I really think they've done a great job, like I said, of making it very user-friendly. So what will be the next curriculum resource that you'll be looking for this coming fall, especially given that we don't really know what school is going to look like? We'll probably be teaching in some kind of a hybrid format. And I'm assuming that at Two Roads, the students are one-to-one technology because Boomwriter is a program that requires one-to-one technology. Am I right? Yes, it does. So yes, at school, we have one-to-one, but we, you know, those, they don't take those devices home. But I would say the majority of our kids have devices. Mm-hmm. And I know that our school actually at our Arvada campus, I know there were some students who didn't and people really, you know, we pulled together and we found ways to get technology for everyone who needed it. So, nice. yeah. yeah. So what will you or your school, Two Rose, be looking for in the coming year? Oh, goodness. I think for me, I found so many wonderful, when this whole remote learning happened, so many companies just said, everyone can have access to our premium product for free for the rest of the year. So, uh, you know, I used a lot of those kind of things, but then trying to figure out, I'm sure they're not going to continue to offer free access because they can't continue to do that. Not forever. Um, (laughs) and, And probably for me, one of my biggest things was my students for my reading class. You know, those kiddos who are well below grade level because that's the piece where it's not quite so supplemental. So I, I was using a program with them that I probably won't have access to. So I will need something else that's either more affordable or free or you know, something to continue those kids making progress at home. Well, I have a couple of fabulous resources that I can recommend to you that are great reading interventions that students can use during personalized learning or in the classroom. So I will pull those out on education and send them over to you so you can check those out. And some of them are offering free access, I think, through the fall. So I'll make sure and get you those. Oh, great. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Great. Well, Cindy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing Boomwriter with our education listeners. Yes, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Christy. Thank you for listening to Ed Curation. We hope you learned something today about a curriculum resource that produces fresh, lively, and authentic learning. Check out edcuration.com to find out more. That's E-D-C-U-R-A-T-I-O-N.com.